This is for the men who never settle. The ones who believe only quitters and a game and a tie. The type of guys who choose the bar with the biggest TVs to overcompensate for theirs at home. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHP. It's hump day, January 31st, 2024. Thank you to Mike DeCorsi from the Sporting News, Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com, and Royals pitcher Cole Reagans, who have joined us so far today. And right now, we're going to talk to NFL analysts and analysts for CBS and Westwood One. He was on the sideline for the AFC Championship and he'll be in studio for the Super Bowl broadcast that you can hear right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Ross Tucker. Ross, good morning. How are you? I am doing awesome, especially because I am so appreciative of that song you just played coming back from break. Um, You don't know this, and how would you, but that was the song that we played when we ran out of the locker room in high school basketball. So, man, that takes me back to the glory days, bro. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, that just got me so pumped up. Oh, man, it was a long time ago now, but I still remember banging out some push-ups in the locker room. So I looked a little bit more jacked when we ran out. And uh, we would play that song, I'm talking late 90s. The song was kind of old by then, but that's what my high school had always come out to. So I was like, no, that's the song. I've been waiting my whole life to come out to that one. And, uh, oh, just awesome, man. Run out there, see your buddies in the crowd, wink at the cheerleaders. Man, you, you just, you don't even know. You just took me back 25 years, bro. Hey, Ross, I, this is their producer, Jake. I do my extensive research before our guests come on, and I know you, I, you enjoy working out to 80s music. So I, I know that. I do love working out to 80s music. I guess I just love 80s music, even though I was born in 79. But that song, like, like I so distinctly remember uh, high school basketball. So great. Anyway, nobody listening in Kansas City cares, but thank you for playing that song. Uh, but, Ross, I'll tell you what people do care about is any interaction with Taylor Swift, and you had one uh, on the field after the AFC Championship game as you were preparing to interview Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, could you share that story with us? Yeah, so, by the way, that's perfect. Uh, that's a perfect correlation there because the, the, I was talking about high school basketball, and um, Taylor is actually from my hometown. Wow. Um, it's, it's called Wild Missing, Pennsylvania. It's an hour west of Philly. Actually, uh, Chad Henney is as well. Now, Chad went to our rival school. He didn't go to the same school as, as Taylor and I. But, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pretty good friends with her dad uh, just because being from there. So uh, it's interesting. I've been to, um, I guess, four, four of her concerts maybe. Um but I met her once in 2007 when she was only like 18, and I met her before I talked to her before a concert in 2015. But it had been a while. So for Westwood One, you know, you're able to, as the sideline person, you order, you interview the winning head coach and winning quarterback after the trophy presentation. So I'm just standing there, 
you know, by the steps waiting for them to come down. And Taylor's there, and she's probably, I don't know, five feet away from me, seven feet away from me. She's got the security guys around her and the whole deal. But I kind of felt like I had to say something, you know. Like, I'm, she's from my hometown, and I've met her a couple times. I've, I talk to her dad fairly frequently. So I didn't know how to broach it, though, because there's no way she would remember me from nine years ago. And especially, I didn't even have a beard back then. So I, I figured it out. I, uh, I pulled up a picture of her dad with my daughters from her concert in Philly in May. And I showed it to her, and I said, um, Taylor, as I'm showing her the picture on my phone, holding it up, I said, I'm, I'm Ross Tucker from Why Missing. I'm, I'm good friends with your dad. And she looks at the picture and looks at me, and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I know you. I know you. And I was <laughs> like, oh, awesome. Uh, um, your dad's the best. I talked to him this week or whatever. And then um, she was with Kelsey's parents. And I know um, the dad, Ed. So I just said, Ed, what's up, man? That's Ross Tucker. He's like, oh, I didn't recognize you with the hat on, man. I knew you looked familiar. And so that was it. It wasn't anything anything big, but uh, she knows me. I, you know, I missed – it was a golden opportunity. I should have said back to her, I know you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would, have, that, would have, that would have been a pretty good comeback there. You, uh, How do you feel about this whole – Taylor Swift, Travis, Kelsey phenomenon that uh, seems that everybody has an opinion on? Yeah, so I, I guess number one, um, and I think with every interaction you can see this, but it seems like they are really, really into each other. And so I am really happy for both of them. You know, like I, I want everybody listening, as many people as possible, to – find uh, a partner to find love or whatever so i'm happy from that perspective for both of them you know i know travis a little bit i actually told him before the game i'm like yo taylor's from my hometown and i'm good friends with her dad and he's like oh yeah i love talking about football with him or something like that um because her dad played college football at first hawaii and then and then delaware but um yeah i'm happy for them um, I, I can see, I can absolutely see how people, like, are, get annoyed by it, right? Like, they don't want the camera to go to her, you know, after every time Travis makes a big play. Like, I, I can see how that would be annoying to people that are, like, hardcore football people. They're not into music. They're not into her. And they just, they don't want it to be about her. You know what I mean? They don't want that. They don't want it to be about her. I can see how that would annoy people. Um, I obviously don't feel that way. My whole thing is this, okay? I am obsessed with football. Like, I'm not kidding when I tell you football was my first love. Like, my parents took me to a Penn State game when I was five years old, and I was hooked immediately and told both of them, that's what I wanted to do. That's what I wanted to be. And it's really crazy that it's kind of worked out the way it has because my dad is 5'9", 165 pounds. <laughs> so I certainly wasn't expecting to be an NFL offensive lineman, that's for sure, um, and, and have that go to a, 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 a media career. But here's, the, here's, what, here's what I mean, okay? If you really love football, 
then you should be like me, and you should want other people to get the joy and experience it and feel about the way you do. So that's why I'm very passionate about the NFL expanding the sport globally. Very passionate about that. Uh, and Taylor Swift's helping. I mean, she's not only helping globally, but she's getting a lot more young ladies, including my daughters, to watch the games, to be more interested in the games, to ask more questions about the games, to ask more questions about Travis Kelsey. And there's no doubt in my mind it's been reflected in the ratings. And so that, to me, is a gigantic positive, like a gigantic positive, because I want more people to love football like I do, and if she's bringing more people to the game where they actually check it out, then that's great. I'm with you, man. My, my daughter's watch more Chiefs games with me now, and so that's all I care about, so it's been a plus for me. And, you know, you speaking of Chiefs games, you've had a great view of this playoff run by the Kansas City Chiefs, and a lot of people had, had uh, left them for dead in the regular season, and they've torn it up a notch, and now they're back in the Super Bowl. I'm just curious what, what your uh, perspective has been about these last three games where the defense has only given up 41 points and the offense has made the key plays when they've had to to get back to the Super Bowl. Well, the first thing is I just think it's ridiculous and uh, hard to believe that the first year where the offense kind of really struggles in Kansas City with Mahomes' Andy Reid happens to coincide with the best defense Andy Reid's ever had. Like, what are the odds of that? How does that even happen? That That's remarkable. And I'm extremely impressed by Steve Spagnuolo and the defense. Just so impressed by what they've done. And it's interesting because I had Ryan Leaf, the former quarterback, on my show, the Ross Tucker podcast today, and he made a really interesting point. I'm going to post this on social media later, at Ross Tucker NFL. But I said, what impresses you the most about Mahomes? And he said his lack of ego. And I said, what? He said, yeah, like, it's not about him. You know, Mahomes, of course, wants to make the big plays down the field and wants to do all that stuff. But he realizes he has a good defense this year, and so he's not going to force things. He's going to be a little more conservative, check it down more, and let the defense help him win games and help him go to the Super Bowl like he did against Baltimore. And I thought that was a really interesting point by Ryan Leaf on the Raw Tucker podcast today. That's such an interesting point, too, Ross, because we were just uh, listening to Andy Reid talk with Tom Brady about the thing that, uh, that that he thinks is impressive about Mahomes, and maybe this ties into that lack of ego you're talking about, is the quarterback trying to balance that part of being almost part of management, part of the coaching staff, but still being one of the guys in the locker room. And you've obviously been around guys like that that have had to try to balance that at quarterback. What, what are your thoughts on how tricky that is and the way Mahomes pulls it off? Yeah, I mean, he's awesome. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his. It's so hard to do what he's doing. Um, he reminded me a lot of Brady. I mean, I, I was in New England 05 and 06, and it's really remarkable. Not only the on-the-field stuff, 
um, with being able to be clutch and make these throws in these situations, which is obviously super impressive. But it is how he carries himself. Like, there's nothing about Mahomes that is unlikable, right? Like, nobody hates Mahomes. I mean, that's hard to do. When you're winning as much as they have, when you have that many commercials, that's hard to do. I think people, they didn't really hate Brady other than, like, you know, the the cheating stuff or whatever. But the thing I tell people about Brady is, guys, I don't know how many years he played, 20-some years, right? And played with so many different guys. You will never, ever find a single teammate of Tom Brady's to say a bad word about him. You know how hard that is? You know how hard that is? I can get I can get my wife on the phone and she'll say something bad about me right now if you want me to. <laughs> it, it seems almost impossible. Hey, I know we got you for a limited time, and before we talk about myfrontpagestory.com, uh, just just maybe a, a real quick early look. How do you think this version of the Chiefs matches up with the Forty ers yeah, so I have no idea why the 49ers are favored in this game. Right. None whatsoever. I, I I went off on this on my betting podcast, the Even Money podcast. So the Chiefs have been the better team in all three playoff games, including at Buffalo and at Baltimore. The Chiefs were the better team. They deserve to win. Meanwhile, the Niners, that first game against the Packers at home, I can give you six different plays right now where if they went the other way, the Packers would have won. And the Lions were up 17 at halftime, and I've never seen a meltdown like that. It was actually painful to watch those guys and the way they played. I mean, that was that was hard to watch. How the Niners are favored over the Chiefs is beyond me. And even if they're only favored by two points, so you tell me it's going to be a close game late and you're taking Purdy and Shanahan – over Mahomes and Andy Reid? Are you out of your mind? I mean, give me the. I, I took the Chiefs getting the three and a half points against the Ravens. Give me the Chiefs getting the points against the Niners. If you're going to be stupid and give me points with Mahomes in the Super Bowl, I'll take them. That's exactly right. Hey, Ross, before we let you go, your appearance on the show is brought to uh, brought to us by MyFrontPageStory.com. Uh, and it looks like it could be a great Valentine's Day gift with Valentine's Day right around the corner. Tell us about MyFrontPageStory.com. Yeah, it's actually my buddy started the company, and it is the best Valentine's Day gift I've ever heard of. I know, look, I'm almost married 20 years now. I, I get it, right? Like, take her out to dinner or maybe flowers. Fellas, the key is to change it up every once in a while. Give them something unique, something different that they're not expecting. You go to myfrontpagestory.com, and then you either fill out an email with five questions or you talk to one of their writers on the phone while you're driving home from work or whatever. Ten minutes. Tell them how great your significant other is. They write this incredible story. It looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper, like the Kansas City Star, like literally – Framed pictures of you and them, kids if you have them. It is, it's incredible. And I've seen, here's the two things. When you hand it to them, as they're opening it, just say, I want to, she'll be like, what is this? Just say, I want something special, hon. So I had a story written about you. <laughs> like that sounds so money, it's not even funny. And then make sure you tell the writer 
I just never thank her enough for all the little things she does. Even if you can't think of anything your wife does for you, just say that. Because I've seen seven videos now from my buddy of when they get to that line, they cry every time. It's like next-gen stats. 95% happy tear rate if you, if you say to the writer, I just never thank her enough for all the little things she does. It is amazing. MyFrontPageStory.com, MyFrontPageStory.com. Ross Tucker predicting the Chiefs to win and saving marriages in Kansas City. That's an A-plus appearance, my friend. Thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. We love your work, and hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. My pleasure. See you guys. That's uh, Ross Tucker continuing the stretch of, I believe, now 11 consecutive guests who slammed the phone down before Jake can uh, put his finger on the button. He's been really good on a lot of you things since coming back, but he does not thing. have that that part down. Either. I don't know. Do I need to hire an assistant producer just <laughs> to push the button? To, just, just for to that specific? Everyone in town and out of town has slammed this phone down before you get to that button. It's the new board's yeah. fault. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is it really? Good yeah. carpenter never blames his tools. Yeah, well, this you know? one, I'm not a good carpenter. <laughs> but I'll be honest with you. I mean, and, and Ross Tucker, like he said, he does all these podcasts and betting and everything else. It's what I've said. It's what it's what yeah. I said about Baltimore. It's what I'm saying about San Francisco. Go back to what I said about the first Chiefs San Francisco game. If it's a, a close game in the fourth quarter. Who are you putting your money on to make the plays, Mahomes or Garoppolo? If it's a close game in the fourth quarter, who are you putting your money on to make the plays, Mahomes or Lamar Jackson? And I'll ask it again. If it's a close game in the fourth quarter, who are you putting your money on to make the plays, Mahomes or Brock Purdy? What, what, it's not that hard of a, a, a question. Yeah. Okay, and, he, and yeah. even... even the only way that that doesn't work out is if the the opposition has an insurmountable lead, and that's not likely to happen. But even when the 49ers did have a 10-point lead in the Super Bowl, that wasn't enough, you know? And so it's just sometimes you do these mental gymnastics to try to, well, this and that. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. That's it. He, he, he crystallized it perfectly. You did as well. I, you know what the image has been in my mind ever since we realized this was going to be the matchup again, this rematch of the 49ers and the Chiefs. That, that mic'd up that the NFL did, NFL Films did after that Super Bowl LIV. And they had guys like Frank Clark mic'd up and George Kittle, remember? And I, rem- I, I have this image. And I, I like George Kittle. Uh, won't be rooting for him this weekend or next weekend, of course, but... He seems to be like a likable guy. Remember at the end of it, he's standing there and and he's repeating to himself, I will be back here again. I will be back here again. And like he was just kind of willing that, like trying to speak it into existence. And I'm thinking, wonder what's going on in his mind now. Like, okay, he's back again and freaking Mahomes is there too. You know, like, oh, I got to go through this guy again. Look who's waiting for you. Yeah, you're back again. And and, And look, and they'll take it. But again, just like I, I promise you that the Ravens were watching that divisional round playoff game. Come on, Bills. Come on, Buffalo. Come on, Josh Allen. I can promise you 
that if the 49ers were keeping an eye on that championship game, come on, Lamar. We, you know, even though they they lost to him in the it's a regular season, they would they'd rather have another crack at the Ravens than to see Mahomes standing. They could just play off Mahomes. I don't want to hear anything about the regular season because it's not relevant to what happens in the postseason when you face Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the Chiefs. He is freaking fourteen and three. The only quarterbacks to defeat Mahomes in the postseason are Tom Brady and Joe Burrow, and that's it. And, and Mahomes already got the get back on Joe Burrow. Okay? And I just, I don't, and, and you could accuse me of oversimplifying things, and maybe that's because it's not just one guy, but I just don't feel like I'm going to have to add Brock Purdy to that list. No offense to Brock Purdy, he's a fine quarterback. But there's a lot of fine quarterbacks that can't beat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. And oh, by the way, the Chiefs defense is better than the 49ers defense. That's statistically that, true. That wasn't the truth the first time around. Right. Okay. They took care of Tua. They took care of Tyreek Hill. They took care of Josh Allen. Stefan Diggs was just a rumor. They took care of Lamar Jackson. They took care of Zay Flowers. Even though he got big plays, he canceled himself out. They made the big plays when necessary. If you don't believe in this defense yet, what else do they got to do? They gave up 41 points in the AFC playoffs. It's three dynamic offenses. They gave up 10 points in the second half. I mean, it's been a couple of months since they've given up double digits in the second half of a game. They, the adjustments, they lock down. They lock you down. They're the best cornerback tandem in the league. They have two all-pro level cornerbacks. And incredible depth behind those guys. But I'm just telling yeah. you, what, you know, they have yeah. two. Yeah. And you can argue who's best. I don't care, but both. Whatever, whoever wins that argument, they're still on the Chiefs. It's incredible. Alvin Holmes and Kelsey and Reed. Chris Jones. And, and, and Chris Jones maybe maybe in his last game as a chief. I somehow heard a, a foghorn. A, somehow, a ship has just come in. I don't, <laughs> what the hell was that? Let's take a break now. Back into this on WHB. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Stephen St. John and APK with... Jake Gutierrez on this Wednesday hump day, January 31st, 2024. It's time for Mike Scott. This is Mike Scott Picks with Mike DePasquale. Mike, what's going on? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm one day away from February, which, you know, puts us closer to March, which is good weather. That's how I view the world, man. I I go through the seasonal effect of depression. Not real, but you know what I'm talking about. Gray clouds January every year, and I it's, lack of vitamin D, man. I, I legitimately agree, there it is. I, that, yeah, there's no disputing that. And I usually, I think I've told you guys, my parents live in Florida. They're like you know Del Boca Vista heights, and um, I uh, usually get to get down there a weekend in January and a weekend in February, and I love seeing my parents, but I also love seeing the sun. And this year, due to kids' activities, it ain't happening. 
So yesterday was decent. Today's decent. I got out and walked around yesterday afternoon. I'll do the same today. Get up to 60 today, possibly. They say this might be a record high for today, right? I'll take it. Something like that. After the record lows. Yeah, well, I know. Because we're close. Being close, gentlemen. How did uh, uh, how did you guys do last week, Nate Bugatti? Oh, boy. Uh, look at me. I'm, I'm behind here. Super prepared. Super. As always. Yeah, right on top of things. Okay, here we go. Let's see. Um... <laughs> I do. Oh, I have the wrong page up. There it is. Yeah. Man. You must not have done very well. Yeah, I must not have done very well. Right. I don't even remember what I picked. I'm trying to remember what day we did it. Uh, Same day as every week. Okay, here we go. You had had the Lions. I had the Lions. So that uh, that was minus seven. Yeah. Um, So Lions covered. Uh, We both had the Chiefs. And then when it came to the over-under, Mike had the under and I had the over. Big Mike. Mike wins. See? Yeah. That's why I was taking me forever to look that up. Yeah. (laughs) I was hoping you'd change the subject. I hate betting unders, but it just felt right. Well, you were right. Were you nervous? I, I thought the Chiefs. I thought the Chiefs were going to end up with twenty four points by halftime, but uh, it didn't work out that way. So it felt that way. Yeah. I, I was telling I know you guys have discussed this ad nauseum, but for a seventeen ten game, that felt like a complete drubbing on the Chiefs' behalf. Like it was never in question for me at any point. It, 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 it they, they controlled that game. That was probably the biggest control game of a seventeen ten game I've seen in a long time. But it's a testament to how good that defensive backfield is, man. That's insane. Yeah. Are we going to lose uh, Snead? Probably. I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think it, I, I'm not as, I think there's a chance he could come back. Or get franchised. I don't I think there's a chance he could come back. I don't back. think Chris Jones is coming back, though. No uh, way. Yes, I would be shocked at that. No way. I don't blame him. You got to make your money, man. We'd all do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, we like but, to say we'd stick around for you know, 12 years being underpaid somewhere, but we'd leave. Yeah, but I mean, they could keep for one year. Sneed, this is that for, I think yeah. the number's like 18 million. I don't, I mean, that's a. Yeah, that, I think you're right. I think you keep him at that. I mean, paltry payday, right? I mean, geez. Good for him, though, man. He was, what, a fifth round draft pick? Sneed, fourth round. Fourth round. And I will say this. So, um,. We, we, me and Legarius, we share a, a mutual uh, service provider. Uh, one of our my clothing guys, and my guy said that, uh, and Mark, and he said that uh, Legarius is one of the nicest guys out there. So it's good to hear. That is good to hear. And he can play defense, yeah. so it's good to hear as well. All right, we're gonna have to get creative because uh, there's no football game coming up this week. And so we're going to get in, uh, we're going to dabble in a little bit of college basketball, and Jake's going to be involved in this as well. He, he doesn't right. realize it yet. Uh, so tonight, there's the uh, big rivalry game between Mizzou and Arkansas. And boy, let me tell you, this is, this is, uh, if, if you've heard of can't miss action, this is can miss action. Go ahead, uh, if, you, if you can, go ahead and miss it. <laughs> Uh, but it's an opportunity for Mizzou 
to get their first conference win. They've got their two best chances coming up tonight as they take on Arkansas, and then on uh, on Saturday as they take on Vanderbilt. So we're going to pick tonight's game between Mizzou and Arkansas. Arkansas only has one conference victory. And so this is uh, Arkansas coming in at 10-10, and 1-6 and in the conference. Mizzou, 8-12, and 0-7 in the conference. The game is at Mizzou Arena. Mizzou is favored by 6.5 over Arkansas. Will Mizzou get their first conference victory? And more importantly, for our purposes, will they do it by seven points? That seems unlikely to me, but I'll just leave it out there. Who knows? Uh, maybe they, they, they just maybe this is the night that it all comes together. Nate Buchanan, you go first. Well, cue up that uh, that that amazing singer that we have that likes to to write oh. songs for Arkansas. You know the. Woo, pig suey! All right, I'll uh, I'll take Arkansas. To, I'll just give me the six and a half points. That's what there. I'm basing this off of right now. That's what you're looking at. All right, uh, Mike Deepasquale, do you like Mizzou to get their first win by seven points? They're favored by six and a half over Arkansas. Arkansas has been nothing to write home about either. But no. you know, someone's got to win it tonight. Well, is it, uh, what the face the coach and take his shirt off if they win? I he he's should. The guy who like gets up and flexes. Oh yeah, he does it all. He's actually, he's a San Diego graduate, though. So you like sure. him? I, no, I don't really like him, but we're. I'll, I'll you know, I'll have a little dust up with him next time I see him in an alumni event. Wow, will be the first time I ever see him in an alumni event. Um, I'll think Mizzou's going to win. You'll like that, but they're not going to cover. Okay, a lot of points. Mizzou wins, but they don't cover. All right, now we advance to Saturday, and we will go to Gambling Insider Jake Gutierrez. We cannot debate this. We cannot argue this. We lean on Jake because there is no official line yet. And this is a big showdown. Uh, you could argue that whether the record's reflected or not, that these are the two best teams in the Big 12. It's going to be Houston and Kansas, which should be a fantastic matchup. Uh, Houston, considered one of the or maybe the best defensive teams uh, in all of uh, college basketball. And, of course, Kansas, they're Kansas, and the game's going to be at Allen Fieldhouse. Jake Gutierrez set the line. Houston, 19-2, and 6-2 and in the Big 12. Kansas, 17-4, and 5-3 and in the Big 12. It's going to be a 3 o'clock tip-off at Allen Fieldhouse. Uh, give us what you feel the line should be. I'm going to go with the line at Houston minus... Five. Houston minus what? What? Ooh. In Allen Fieldhouse? Oh, in Allen Fieldhouse. Yes, it's oh, Allen Fieldhouse. Oh, oh, that was wrong. You remember they're playing five on eight. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Sorry, I thought it hurt in Houston. No, it's at Allen Fieldhouse. No. Um, then I'll flip it. I'll say Kansas minus five. <laughs> you got to go with it. That's a ten-point swing at Allen Fieldhouse. Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. That's, that's final. How many... Kansas minus two and a half? Yes. That seems reasonable. I, yeah. I, I don't know that it's – what do you think it should be? I feel like it's a Pickham or Houston favored by a point. Three and a half by Kansas. Three and a half. All right. It's like you said, eight on five, dude. <laughs> is Hollywood Higgins going to be there right oh, there in Bill Self's back pocket? I don't know why I thought this game was in Houston. 
Mike, it's if it's at Allen Fieldhouse, Kansas is the favorites, yeah, right? Kansas I mean, will be favored. Two and a half, I think, is fair. Two and a half sounds fair. All right, Mike Di Pasquale. Um, I'm going to take the Jayhawks, but I don't think they're going to cover. It's going to be a one or two point game. Oh. Taking the Cougs. Too, I mean, on right? paper, it looks like a fantastic game. Yeah. yeah. I'll Rock, be at a volleyball Rock. tournament in Liberty. Oh. So yeah. Following on my phone, eighth grade girls volleyball tournament. Rock chalk it up. I'll take the Jayhawks. Yeah, I will. No cover. No. To cover? Yeah. No, to cover the three. Okay, so. Uh, Mike's taking Houston in the points. He thinks Kansas will win, but they won't cover. And you say they cover. Yeah. All right. Do you, and you agree with that line, or would you have? I think that seems about fair. Yeah, I, I, I think that seems about fair. I, I think Houston looks like the better team right now than Kansas does. But, uh, again, five on eight, Allen Fieldhouse. Um, crazy things happen at Allen Fieldhouse. So you got to make KU the favorite probably in the game. Well, yeah. Yeah. Especially, like you said, the advantage KU gets for 5-on-8. <laughs> Chiefs fans are finally getting to feel what it's like to be a KU fan now, you know, with the refs, you know, fixing the games for Taylor Swift and all that stuff. I mean, it's uh, very similar. So that, might, that must be tough for the, 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 um, the Chiefs fans who are not KU fans. Like, I don't know how they digest that. Well, it's just one breath. Yeah. They get all the breaks. The other breath, what are you talking about? You don't get any breaks. Yeah. Just embrace it, man. Just just enjoy the fact that when you're elite and you're the best, you get the the refs in your back pocket too. You know, it's it's part of the deal. Don't be shy about it. Hey, that's the most fun part about your team being good is when you've achieved like evil empire status. Yeah, it good. Yeah, Not it does. Because just to listen yeah. to everybody else explain why your wins, you know, shouldn't have happened. Right. <laughs> I never I never thought yeah. being Darth Vader would be so much fun. Okay, we're gonna. Uh, do a couple here and then a couple next week. Right. We're going to start the Super Bowl prop bets. Oh, yeah. Okay. I love these. Here's the first one. Okay. Who will be the first player to score a touchdown? And here's, here's, and it's, it's going to be out of this group. I'm just going to pick the top, uh, as quarter of the odds, the top seven choices. Okay. Christian McCaffrey, Isaiah Pacheco, Travis Kelsey. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, or Rasheed Rice, or George Kittle? That's easy. Mike, your pick. That's easy, man. Travis Kelsey. Playoff machine. How about this? For first touchdown, he's plus 650. I'm just going to let you know the odds. McCaffrey's plus 350. Pacheco's plus 600. Kelsey's plus 650. Debo Samuel's plus 800. Ayuk's plus eight fifty, Rasheed Rice is plus eight fifty, and Kittle's plus nine fifty. Give me Rasheed Rice. Yeah, I plus eight fifty. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I know I'm not taking the odds there. If I got to have the odds, I'd really like to pick. But uh, so I just I, I feel I feel one of those passes down the line to Rasheed Rice at about the ten yard line. He breaks a tackle or two and just barrels into the end zone. I see that happening. I'll take it. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. Um, hey, can, can I say something real quick about sure. Pacheco? Yes. You guys seen his commercial for? Uh, I think I don't care which for home some home. Place. Yes, I love that commercial. That's my favorite commercial in Kansas City. Way better than any. I love that guy. It makes you want to buy furniture, doesn't it? He's just a. He's, yes, he's got. I just. He's a great pitch guy. 
When this football, I, he, I love that guy. That commercial made me, I always liked him as a player, but I hadn't really, like, know him. Seems like a good dude. Like, a guy I want to hang out with. A guy, like, just, I like him a lot. Let me put it that way. Not a guy a you want to try to tackle, no. but you so can we, hang no. out with him. Okay. Yeah. No, but to hang out with him, man, I love that guy. All right. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, over or under 257 and a half passing Ooh, yards. anointing myself going first. I'm going to take, I think he's going to have a phenomenal game. I'm going to take the under, though, because I think we're going to see a game. I think the Super Bowl is going to look a lot like the Bills versus Chiefs game. Very similar offensive run schemes, minus the fact that the the, um, the Niners use a fullback, but like they're going to zone run. They're going to run a lot of gap scheme, just like the Bills did. And I think it's going to kind of, they're going to try to control the clock a bit, but yeah, I'll take the under on that. Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. I just feel like the the Chiefs will will play the game a little more conservatively. I think they'll play from in front, mm-hmm. and they just they won't make like he, he threw for two forty one against the Ravens. Oh, you I, keep I, a track of this. Similar, yeah, I okay. got it written down here. All right, yeah. yeah. Travis Kelsey. Trust him with those documents. No, apparently not. Uh, Travis Kelsey over under receiving yards sixty nine and a half. <laughs> Are these from Steven's Sportsbook? Yeah. <laughs> this is from DraftKings Sportsbook. This okay, is official. Right. This is official. Okay. I feel like that's easy, easy over, but I, well, I think it's an easy under because he's going to finish with exactly sixty-nine oh, yards, Jesus. and everybody's going to oh, celebrate you're taking, another you're touchdown. The under? Uh, I'll take it. Smart mouth. No, I'm going over. I'm, it's dude, it's Kelsey. But it would be awesome if he made it right on sixty-nine. Yeah, sixty-nine. I'm, I'm, I'm going for the over. I think that's. I think there's so many easy bets this week right. or next week, whatever I call it. Like, I'm going to tell anybody out there the one good piece of advice in giving you all year gambling: go, uh, go get a side hustle going in the next seven to ten days. Take all the money you make on it and bet it on the Chiefs. Damn. All right. Final prop bet: Christian McCaffrey rushing yards. Rushing yards only. Over or under eighty nine and a half. Rushing yards only. Um, man, I was thinking he's gonna hit low nineties. And I think the Niners are gonna have some success running the ball. I, I do. I mean they're they're a heck of a running team. So I guess I'll have to take it. I was really in my head I had like ninety two or ninety threes where he's gonna hit, so I'll take the over. Nate Pukati. I'll go under. I just I'll take the Chiefs defense to perform under. I think he could have under, but I think he'll have over on the receiving. The receiving yards are like thirty-five. I think he's going to have a good day catching the football. I think he'll have over a hundred yards from scrimmage, but I think it'll be like you know seventy and sixty or something like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that the Forty ers will abandon the running game the way the. Ravens did. Why not? But they might have to at some point if they fall by down enough. Uh, All right, uh, Mike, that's uh, all the bets. And then we'll have even more Super Bowl prop bets bets next week and some fun ones. Uh, Mike, uh, if people need your help, please tell them what they do. Uh, Mike's got this.com. I hope everyone enjoys the next 10, 12 days of just listening to fun stuff about your team. There's nothing better than that, is there? No, there's nothing better than the Chiefs. So happy over the next week and a half. Seriously, bring joy to people's hearts. Kids out there, if any kids listening out, they should be at school. Enjoy this because at some point, awesome runs of your team, they always come to an end. And soak it all up.
That's right. These kids in Kansas City are so lucky. You're the man, Mike. We'll talk to you next week. Hi, right, boys. Talk to you. Have a good day. Good All right. You too. We'll be back after this on Sports Radio 810 WHB. All right. Thank you to all of our guests today. Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News. Matt Derrick from ChiefsDigest.com. Royals Pitcher of the Year, Cole Reagans. Jake's uh, partner in crime, Bob Ibach, who he calls uh, Bob Dunk. The best. Uh, also, uh, Ross Tucker from Westwood One. And Mike DePasquale with Mike Scott. This is Mike Scott Picks. Tomorrow, it's a football Thursday. We're loaded. Adam Kaplan. Mm-hmm. Sherman Dieter. Much like, much like Nate Bucati hosting a watch party at PNL, we are going to be loaded. Oh, yeah. All right, tomorrow. So tune in, and Gary Dieter and Anthony Sherman will play a little grab ass for you. We got all that tomorrow right here on the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHP.